0: Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversation so that they can lead like Jesus. I'm one of the co hosts, Jim Good, and I am joined by Chad Simpson and Gian Lemmy. How are you, boys?
1: Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim.
0: Well, I hope you guys are enjoying this month. I know you guys are tennis guys, but March Madness, basketball is in the air. We've been designating this month to basketball and some of our guests. Hope you're enjoying some of the tournaments and the games going on. We have a guest, Tommy Kyle. Tommy Kyle is the executive director of Nations of Coaches. This is a, a nonprofit ministry that serves college basketball coaches. Um, Tommy is a former high school basketball coach, a former college basketball athlete. He's also my boss. Okay, so I'm, I am humbled, I'm grateful to serve with nations of coaches. And as we listen to this episode, I'd encourage you listener to tune in to this idea and acrostic about being a fat C. So you'll have to uh, tune in what that is all about. Chad, you got anything?
1: Yeah, I, I just love this one because you could really hear Tommy just share his heart and how he really believes in, in his ministry and his organization and just the, uh, the impact that a coach can have. Um, I think that's kind of a, a theme throughout is just um, what what type of influence coaches can have and just the importance of um, you know who's coaching the coaches and so just for organizations like Nations of Coaches, FCA, AIA for these these people to be serving uh, and helping in that way. But um, yeah, I love this episode and hey, tennis guy, but huge fan of March Madness. I'm actually getting to go uh, be a part of the weekend down there in Houston in a few weeks. So, anyways, pumped for that.
0: That's awesome. I. The highlight, and you'll only be able to see this highlight um, if you're watching this on YouTube. But I, I, I advise you to go on YouTube. But the background was just unreal. Uh, the yes, you know, Jim Jim has a cool background when he's doing interviews, but Tommy's background <laughs> was out of this world cool. So lights out, fire it, uh, and it had the theme with the basketball court serve, connect. And equipped, but awesome background. So Nation of Coaches, kudos, Tommy Cow. Great job, but enjoy the episode with Tommy Cow, Executive Director of Nations of Coaches. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Coach Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today. I'm excited to introduce our guest. He is the Executive Director of Nations of Coaches, Mr. Tommy Kyle, how are you?
2: Great, Jim. Great. Excited to be on. Thank you for having me today.
0: Oh, Excited for you to be part of our podcast. Thanks for taking the time. I know we're in the middle of January, a busy time for you with coaches in the ministry. So excited for our listeners to find out a little bit more about you, about Nations of Coaches. So uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, Coach, we always ask this. It is our power question. So Mr. TK what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach?
2: So years ago, uh, a friend of mine kind of defined that because I think for when I began coaching, probably get right and I like acronyms and uh, we, we call it a fat C, hmm. um, you know, to us, uh, a Christian coach, because I think, especially in the world I live today, serving coaches, there's not many coaches to ask, hey, are you a Christian? Don't say yes. Uh, but are we living it out and I would say early in my coaching career probably didn't didn't get it the right way didn't do it but when we say fat C it means faithful uh, are you are you fully trusted in God uh, watching in, in in how we go about and what we do available uh, willing to make time for God and then are you teachable are mm-hmm. we as coaches coachable and we have a hunger to learn God's word because if we're if we're a fat C a faithful available teachable coach. Uh, then we're going to understand what the main thing is. Uh, Because I think in our profession, uh, we are very driven people. We're very driven individuals. Uh, And we get concerned with titles, banners, championships, and contracts. And when we get so engrossed in that, we miss what I believe the ultimate calling of a Christian coach is. I think our legacy are the young men and women we coach. What they become 20, and 30 years from now. Um, you know, that remembering that this game that we're coaching, the game of basketball, that the inventor Naismith said his vision was to win men for the Masters of the gym. Yeah. And that I always go back to when I say I'm a Christian coach, God really embodied what Billy Graham said, you know, you know that hey, we've got more influence. We will impact more people in a year than the average person will in a lifetime. Mm. Um, and so Rod Olson and I used to say all the time, you know, Christian coaches, I'll be fat Cs. Yeah. we will be faithful, available, teachable coaches. Um, and uh, I would think, like I said, early in my profession, I was probably more concerned about the championships. Yeah, I was more concerned about the wins and losses. Um, today, when I'm helping people coach or pour into them, I'm trying to redirect that into hey, what our real win is, what the real legacy is. Yeah. Uh, it's a young minute when we coach. And I think that's about that, how we live our life. Yeah. You know, and, those kids see that every day and they're going to take it with them
0: the rest of their life. Love it, coach. Incredible answer. Uh, Fatsy. I wrote it down. Faithful, available, teachable coach, man. That is so good. Um, I know you've had quite a journey and I know you're a former college athlete, a former coach and now serving with Nations of Coaches. And we'll get into kind of your role, what Nations of Coaches is all about, their mission, their purpose, so we can educate some of our listeners but uh take me back, coach. Let's go back to eight, nine, ten years old Tommy Kyle. Uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, talk to me about mom and dad. Uh, what was it like being little TK?
2: Well, um little TK grew up in a home. I was the oldest of six children. Okay. Um, we were a home tell until we don't probably didn't know anything with sports. Uh my mom was a big basketball player. Uh, hey. She played college basketball back in the day it was available but it wasn't uh that was back when uh they had they played out there with uh what was it eight people on the floor You had three yeah. defenders three offenders and two That's people right I, I
0: remember all hearing that all
2: state Allstate, mississippi dad uh loved baseball played baseball and actually played tennis in college okay um, so we grew up in a home where um there were really no instruments we played <laughs> sports all the time uh, yeah as long as I can remember, so grew up around it, learned so much from that, from from sports, and uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, I guess being the oldest of six, always looking to take care. Um, Mom stayed at home, dad worked, um, but they were always at our games. Uh, I never, I never really remember a game, even getting the opportunity to play in college. That uh, I look up in the stands, and you know, it's played small college basketball. Sometimes you're playing at places that. Other people don't visit, you don't know, have large crowds and right. there's mom and dad. They show up. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the home that we grew up in. Um, but it was centered around Jesus. Um I tell the story all the time that uh, we went to church even when the storms came because that's where the tornado shelter was. <laughs> uh we were we were in church every day the door was open. Um and probably, you know, that aspect shaped and made who, who I am today. Yeah. But do
0: I love hearing uh some of the background and story and it's obvious that mom and dad played a huge role in your life being the oldest brother I can relate to that as well. Um tell me tell me this coach as as you were growing up you probably mentioned mom and dad as being a mentor but along your your path e- even as an athlete and and into adult life who are specifically some some mentors in your life and what have they taught you?
2: No, I think even I look back today of getting the opportunity to invest in coaches Mm. um, and I get the opportunity to speak a lot. I love to ask this question, you know, uh, raise your hand if you've been impacted by a coach. Mm. Some of those have been negative impacts along the way. Yeah. I mean, going back to you said 10 or 12, I I can remember my 12 year old baseball coach, Jim Francis and the impact he had on my life. Mm. Uh, It was my college basketball coach, Rick Johnson that i got to watch how to rebuild a program and also put your family first Mm. and and i saw he and his wife do that i mean really it's something that i craved in a marriage after i saw them do that how they interacted with their children it it probably shaped some way for my mom and dad as well who started coaching at a young age and then in college i met a really before college met another gentleman named ron bishop Mm. and Ron bishop left coaching and started a ministry called Score international and became a mentor. Uh, how I got to doing what I'm doing today is because Ron said, hey, I want you to go on this trip. And yeah. I started coaching SEC, ACC basketball players around the world. Uh, and I think his dream was ultimately for me to take over score one day. But God had other plans. Um, and then, you know, as we've progressed, uh, you go back and look. And it went from a coach to, you know, uh, Bishop Brett Fuller, who, who's been a mentor pastor. He was the chaplain of ABC mm-hmm. when I came on. And, you know, God's always had someone along the way that was shaping and forming. And I think that's, uh, you know, we need that in our know, lives. I I've never intended for us to do life alone. And so that's a great question. I definitely can literally go back as a young kid, like I said, from my mom and dad coaching me to baseball coaches and coaches that have in my life and enforced yeah. today. With Pastor Fuller, probably the last, we meet every other Tuesday for 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. for 14 years now yeah i've got 30 minutes an hour but then two days ago I had a couple things come up text and we're on the phone for 45 minutes yeah and those people that can just pour in our lives that's iron sharpens iron you know, yes. lifting arms up uh and they're invaluable and i've been blessed with some amazing people
3: that's good
0: I, I love i love iron sharpens iron i was thinking the same exact thing and it's awesome how a lot of your mentors are coaches and the power of the coach and how I'm sure it's softened your heart for coaches, and and of course, the ministry of what we're involved in. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I know Ron Bishop as well. So I had the opportunity to meet Ron back in 99 and went on two trips with SCORE. Uh, incredible memories, Budapest, Hungary, uh, and then uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. And wow, life-changing. And let me ask you this, Coach, as you were with SCORE and God was kind of, opening up different doors of ministry and how we can use athletics as ministry. What, what do you, what would you say to the coach that's listening about mission strips? Because that's one of our themes on our podcast, this mission strips come up and for the coach that may be thinking about taking a trip, going on a trip, serving on a trip. uh, What's your uh, advice or even experience with those mission strips?
2: I'm going to go back to the first question about being a Christian coach uh, that you asked. I think every coach ought to strive to put their student athletes in an environment that their lives can be changed for eternity. Yeah. And that's what a mission trip does. Mm. It takes us out of our comfort zone yeah. and allows us to see how blessed we are, the things we have in every trip I've taken. I've seen kids, eyes get open, yeah. lives get changed. So in about three weeks, four weeks, I'll be in National for the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. And one of the first trips I took, I took a point guard was a freshman from South Carolina who grew up in the worst projects in DC. And we're in a third world country. But it was on that trip that he radically gave his life to the Lord. Wow. Um, in about three weeks at the SEC tournament, because he finished up his career as the SEC player of the year. And he's being being honored this year as the SEC legend. And he so asked my so- wife and I to come stand with him. Mm. Uh, and so just to know the power of a mission trip that here for this young man who played four years of college basketball, 15 years of a pro, now he's back as a coach, but it was a mission trip yeah. where he came to know Jesus. And um, I highly encourage uh, every high school and even college coach, Yeah, I think we're just taking our student athletes out of their normal comfort zone and putting them somewhere else and allowing God to be God. Yeah. That's so good I and powerful
0: uh, to just to hear that um, experience. And, and we encourage you listeners, coaches, if you have that opportunity to go on a missions trip, um, man, look into that, educate yourself. There are, numerous organizations that can help you with that. And you can contact us at the podcast. We'd love to help you on that. Again, we're with uh Coach Tommy kyle He's a former college athlete. Um he's involved with nations of coaches, but also a former high school coach up in Decatur, Alabama. Is that correct, coach? That's correct. That's correct. All right, a little different from South Florida. So I'm getting used to that Alabama culture. But let me ask you this, coach. Um, I love asking this question. What advice would you give that younger coach? You know, we have several listeners that may just be starting out in a role with middle school JV, maybe even at the college level, you know, a GA and ops. But what advice would you give that younger coach? I'll ask that middle age coach, you know, that coach who's settling in, he's mid 40s. And then that older coach now he's he's close to the finish line. So what's your thoughts on that?
2: I would probably give the same to all three hmm. um, because I don't think I got it until I was in that middle section. Um, and I think it goes back to even the first question, again, is really understanding why we're coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to know our why. we got to know our purpose. And when I understood my purpose and my strive to be a fat C hmm. uh, and that my purpose was really the student athletes and, and what they become, who they become, um i think the young coach we come in we're all fired up and we want to pour this in but still there's that desire in us to change the kids now for most mm-hmm. times as a young coach we want to make them better athletes and you know i used to say i'd like to rip their head off and just pour it in yeah <laughs> and i think as we get older some of those things change but it's still we want really to get stuck in the change and uh it was probably not till the middle of it actually i left coaching but still helping a local high school and really doing my, my own voice um but one day that God took me to Second Corinthians 4, 7, 17 and 18. And it and it there Paul's talking about don't everyone's going through light momentary affliction. Everyone's going through Don't get so focused on the scene, the chaos. Mm. It's the unseen. Mm. And it was, you know, and I would like to say, hey coach, you know, if we really are going to live it out, then we got to trust God. Yeah. That we can't rip their head off. And if, they may not change. But if we're living it out in front of them every day, it may be 10 years from now yeah. that they call back and they say, hey, coach, thank you. yeah, Thank you for walking it out in front of me every day. Thank you for never giving up on me every day. Thank you for praying. Thank you for bringing me to the office and, and caring enough to ask what was going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been blessed and fortunate to now, you know, 30 years of coaching and in this to have kids come back and go, hey, coach, I didn't get it. And I need your help. Yeah. You know, I, I need your help now. Um, and I, I think that is really understanding. That it doesn't matter what is the, why, of what we're doing mm. and understanding that we really can't change that student athlete. Yeah. Only the master coach can change. Yeah.
3: That's good. So
2: we get the them. we get to pray for them. We get to set some boundaries and standards and hold them accountable to that. Um, and sometimes that's even in the coaching world, tough love. We all know that, right. but, uh, I think that would be for me at, at every level because I find myself today dealing with coaches at every level. And that's really what I find myself helping and trying to understand is, hey, yeah. what, what would really the master coach? What would Jesus, how would he want you to coach?
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, listeners, if you need to go back, rewind that last minute, 40 coach, that was gold and man, good stuff right there. Again, our mission at the Christian Coach Podcast is to serve coaches through conversation so they can lead like Jesus. And that's what we're trying to do. And so we appreciate you being with us, coach, sharing some of your knowledge, what you've learned. When you talk about why, I share that quote from John Gordon, you know, if we are bigger than our purpose, it's a career. But if our purpose is bigger than us, it's a calling. And it sounds like, you know, what you went through in your mid thirties, God, God started, opening up your eyes to coaches, but more importantly, opening up your heart to coaches and and, and working through you. So now that you could serve in this ministry. So I want to transition now and talk about nations of coaches. I get excited. I get passionate about it. Um, I am humbled and honored to be a part of the team, but tell us coach the vision, the purpose, maybe the history the background, whatever you want, just so our our audience, our listeners, they can learn a little bit more about what
2: Nations of Coaches is all about. Thanks, Jim. And Jim, you do an amazing job serving coaches in Florida and all over. And appreciate what you do Thank and how you do it. And uh it's been just a blessing for me to see God raise bring on so many different men to really do what you just said, serve coaches and equip them to lead like Jesus. Oh. You know, and that's, even going back, you mentioned my story, you know, at 32 years of age, and this is going back to touch here, but um, I had a guy one day ask me, he said, coach, do you know the word of God the way you know game of basketball? Mm. And all my life, <laughs> I had been in church as I shared my childhood with you. And so, and, and at the time I had a Bible degree and I was working at a Christian school. Mm. And my answer was yes. And then I heard him speak that night, I didn't know he's a keynote speaker. And I realized I knew the game of basketball better than I knew the word of God. Mm. And that ultimately changed. It was a pivot point for me that, that, you know, that, Hey, that I've got to know the word of God. If I'm going to impact people as well as I know the game of basketball. Mm. Um, and just that discipleship thing became the inner trigger. And, and that ultimately is the point in my life where God started changing me. And it was just a few years later that one day, um, from the mission trips we mentioned, I got a call from Dave Odom, the head coach of South Carolina, mm-hmm. who helped put the first chaplain in the SEC with them. Uh, my wife and I really got credit for doing something God did. And he said, hey, they started this organization called Nation's Coaches. And uh, I told him you'd run it. I laughed out loud. and mm-hmm. Ended up going to Kansas City, uh, spending time with Jim Haney, the executive director, uh, the national chaplain, Brett Fuller. About eight months later, so almost 16 years ago, they asked us to take over. And I would say, for an elevator, kind of give you a clip note version of what Nations Coaches is. I would really say that this ministry was created to take back the game of basketball. Mm. Uh, Jim Haney saw the influence and the power of a coach. Uh, the quote I used earlier, Billy Graham says that one coach will impact more people in a year than the average person in a lifetime. And everyone loves to use that quote. But at the end of that quote, Billy Graham, when he was speaking in North Carolina, actually said, "So who's coaching the coaches?" Wow. And that was Jim's vision that hey, we got to come alongside, just like Aaron had heard of Moses, and we got to lift these coaches arms up. And someone needs to love them and support them because he understood if we're gonna change the next generation, it can be through sports today, it can be through coaches. And his it was basketball. And and really, you know, that goes right along as I stated earlier with Naismith's vision. You know, our game was invented to win young men for the masters of the gym. That was his prayer. He said, God, give me something to bring young men to you. And so that's really where nations and coaches kind of stepped in a gap today and said, hey, can we come in and serve coaches spiritually professionally Mm. at the collegiate level and just serve them, build relationships. We're in a world today where there's not a lot of trust. Yeah, uh, But when you come in, Mark chapter 9, you leverage your time, your talent, your treasure to meet the needs of others, people open up because it's the way God made us. Mm -hmm. and what i believe with all my heart we call that serving then what's going to happen we've seen this over the last 16 years the most powerful influential influential coaches in this world will go hey tommy hey jim can you help me yeah and then we get to connect them to jesus because we know ultimately we can't help them but matthew 5 says it's not about our good works but it's about our fathers in heaven we get to connect them to the one who can help them and, and that's really what we've done. Nations of coaches, we've showed up at AU terms, we showed up at Final Fours, we've showed up on campus, just loving on coaches, knowing the power that they hold. And then getting the opportunity to connect them to Jesus. And we've done that today. What we've gone through character coaching chaplaincy is mm-hmm. we've placed over three hundred, trained over 350 character coaches since 2010. Uh universities all over America, large and small, NAI, high-level division one. Um, full-time to volunteers. And then ultimately what takes place once that character coach is there is we can see discipleship. Yeah. you 28-19, you know, as you go make disciples. Uh, and that's really, you know, we're looking for saved to 2 Christ followers. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's when I believe. When you get to that point, I call those fat C's today mm-hmm. you know, that we talked about. That's that fat C that, that when coaches who really understand, we're not about the, the wins and the losses. But that disciple coach, that 2 Timothy 2, 2 Christ father goes, hey, every one of these guys, I got a chance to change their direction yeah. for eternity. Yeah. Um, and that's really what nation coaches have been able to do. And so Jim's vision was pretty simple. Support coaches, spiritual professionally, who are in their lives, knowing the influence and power they had. Number two was marriage. Um, 77% of the young men at the collegiate level, they come from one or no-parent homes. Yet our divorce rate was about 20 10 to 20 percent higher than the national average Mm. and jim said man we gotta do something because hey that's the only family some of these young men see yeah we do a lot with marriage and family ministry in the coaching world today and then the third is i shared is the character coaching what are we going to do to mentor and develop the student athletes Mm. and uh that's where we begin to put chaplains character coaches all over the country uh today uh, we oversee events for men's college basketball we do some stuff with the nba but we've helped coaches and students and athletes at all levels, and and really all sports today, too.
0: Amazing ministry, amazing organization. I I personally appreciate your vision, your leadership, what you're doing. And like you said, all the credit goes to God, but he's using us as individuals to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I'm looking at the background, serve, connect, equip, and that and that's what it's all about, and I love it. Coach, we're getting ready to uh, wrap up. We do have a few couple uh, minutes left here, but I, I want to ask you this personally. Coach, what, what's God teaching you? What's God teaching you right now, maybe as a husband, as a father, as a as a man, as a leader, that you can share with our coaches?
2: You know, every year we have a, a theme that God normally lays on my heart discussing, and this year, as Jim, as you know, it's when we pray, Um, and just really God has burdened my heart for the state of the world we're living in. The state of the world that our our kids and our grandkids have to grow up in. And, uh, 2 Chronicles 7, 7, 14, when God's people pray. Yeah. Uh, And really, uh, right now, even I'm in the middle of 21 days of prayer and fasting and Mm. just seeking God, uh, going on behalf of God on my family, on on behalf of my God this morning, on, on coaches all over America, on, on, on wives, um, and that really believing that this is going to be a year uh, that God really wants to do something amazing. Yeah. Um, as I've shared in our staff times, you know, every great movement of God throughout history uh, started when people begin to pray.
3: Yeah.
2: It, it involved prayer and in young people, and we have access to both. Um, so, really, right now, that's something in my life that I'm just, I feel like God's teaching me more about being an intercessor. Mm. More about, uh, you know, what it looks like to lead from the knees up, being a Nehemiah, Mm. um, and uh, the impact. uh, And so, you know, even this year, one of my goals is, you know, all right, tell me, how many people can you bring in to pray for others? Mm. Uh, Constantly looking for prayer warriors and going, hey, you know, and and I I think there's something special about prayer warriors, something that understands the power of God and what it really means when we pray, what we unlock in the lives of people Um, You go back and study the word. We don't have time for this this morning, but I mean, generational curses are broken. People are healed. People are safe. I mean, everything is unlocked. That's God's way of communication. He set out for us is what we pray when his people pray. And so right now, really leaning in every day, diving deep into awesome in my own life.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I'm so glad you shared that And, and coach coaches that are listening. Power and prayer. Pray for your athletes, man. Pray for your your students. Uh, Pray for your staff. There is power in prayer. And I've learned that in my life. Uh, When we pray, man, God takes over. And that's just an incredible example. So thanks for sharing that, Coach. And we're going to probably close here in a little bit with prayer. But I want to do this. I want to have some fun here these last five minutes. And I feel like Coach, I can spend another hour with you and sharing, so I thank you for taking the time to share a little bit about your heart, what Nations of Coaches is all about, uh, but I got my rapid fire, Coach, so get okay. ready, Tommy. I got 10 quick questions. You don't have a lot of time to think, so it's the first thing that comes to your mind. You shoot them off quick, and there are a lot of yes, no, favorites, stuff like that. Are you ready? I'm ready as I can be. All right, here we go. Here we go. Your favorite junk food.
2: Oh, favorite junk food. That's a great question. Um, You're
0: taking too much time. Let's go. Pretzels,
2: pretzels, pretzels. Pretzels, okay, good. Your go-to restaurant.
0: Go to Outback. Oh, nice. Favorite sport to play.
2: Uh, Basketball, before I had the vertigo, I guess golf now.
0: (laughs) There you go. All right, favorite sport to watch.
2: Favorite sport to watch? That is a great question. Basketball. Basketball. All right. Uh, are you a
0: car guy or a truck guy?
2: Mm, probably neither. Let's <laughs> just get it. point A to point B. All right, whatever, whatever you can get fastest.
0: All right, I would a car. If I had to pick, I'd pick, okay. I'd pick a car. Are
2: you going
0: Are you going beach house or cabin in the woods? Oh, beach house. Beach, beach house. Come okay. nice. to Boca, Jim. Come to Boca. <laughs> Come on down. Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Nice. All right. Favorite Bible character? Nehemiah. Uh, nice. And let's see. Number nine. We got favorite Bible verse? Uh,
2: Jeremiah eleven.
0: Oh, good one. Good one. All right. Last but not least. All right. I know your wife. I know your wife well. Where are you taking her favorite vacation or dream vacation spot?
2: That we've been? Or- no. Where
0: you got to go. You're going to go somewhere. You've never been there.
2: So we've never been to Hawaii together. She's been to that so that's a that's a that's a dream. We've got uh, we got two or three, but that's probably the the biggest one that um, that's a dream for me to. Go to.
0: My wife would echo that as well. We're celebrating 25 years this July. She wants to go to Hawaii. I can probably afford West Palm Beach, so that's probably where 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 we would go. Coach, this has been awesome. I got a few minutes left, and I'm just gonna kind of close us in prayer. I want to say thank you for being with us. Uh, Coaches that are listening, thank you for taking the time to be part of the Christian Coach Podcast. Tommy, Kyle, you have shared some wealth of knowledge for us coaches to just um, coach for the master coach and let God take over. So thanks for being here. Let's close in prayer, Coach. Amen. God, we pause. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for the power of prayer. How we're reminded today from Coach Kyle about the importance and the privilege of praying, praying for our staff, praying for our family, praying for our players. Thank you for that theme on his heart. Thank you for his ministry, his leadership, his family, his kids. Thank you for Nations of Coaches. Um, Bless their ministry. Thank you for the role privilege that I have to play a small part. Um, thank you for our listeners. Thank you for the Christian coach podcast. And again, how we can serve uh, through conversations so we can ultimately lead like Jesus. We ask this all in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. I just loved uh, this episode. It, it inspired me um, just in the sports arena, the, the power of a coach um, just at the beginning, Tommy just talked about the FATC, F-A-T, faithful, available, and teachable. Um, I love that. And I, I had a mentor share with me early on. Instead of FATC, I, I heard uh, FIT, F-I-T, where it's faithful, intentional, and teachable. So um, I've been trying to get fit and not get fat for a few years. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I, I, both are great uh, acrostics to learn.
0: Yeah, I love that, Chad. And. Uh... I, I really liked, again, the conversations about missions trip. And I think it's something that's been coming up more recently in, in our interviews is the importance, not just for the players, but for the coaches to also participate in missions trips so that you, they can be exposed to new environments, get
2: out of their comfort zone and, and allow God to, to work in their lives through those missions trips.
1: Yeah. And just throw oh. something out there for Jean real fast as Jean's go on a missions trip. And, uh, so just on the the support raising side, if you're looking for a good giving opportunity, send our boy to Africa, man.
3: Awesome.
0: I'm excited for you, uh, Gene, and your family. That's going to be a great experience. We'll have to have a whole episode of you sharing uh, what you did and what you learned down there. But, again, appreciate Tommy taking the time during this busy basketball season, uh, sharing some insight. And towards the end, really just felt his heart, his his passion, as he shared What Nations of Coaches is all about, impacting these coaches, uh, providing character coaches, mentorship, and even how God was shaping him and using him as a high school coach and molding him. And he he shared something that really spoke to my heart. And I'll, I'll close with this. As a coach, do we know our sport? Do we know the rule book better than we know God's word? And that was convicting to hear that as a believer, to spend time with God, connect with him daily. Sure, we want to be knowledgeable about the sport that we lead. But as a believer, as a Christian coach, we pray that you are growing in your faith and relationship with God. So thanks for taking the time to be with us on the Christian Coach Podcast. We always close and remind you that the mission field is right where you are at.